Hello, patrons. It's episode 254 bonus. This is your extended interview with Carrie Hawks. Yeah. In the main episode, I mentioned that I went to a Patreon event. I don't really remember what I wanted to say about it other than the fact that I learned a lot. And Patreon is cool. The staff was there and they were super fantastic. I'm getting texts right now from Luke Curtis, who's designing the book of The Animal Show. Oh my God, I'm super pumped. I've got a lot of energy because I've been eating only whole foods for the past week and I'm amped. I feel really good. I lost three pounds. I'm a little bit manic right now. Um, what like this is a really interesting observation it's 8:50 typically i'm like uh like laying in bed having eaten a huge mound of takeout food vegan of course but um uh, it's sort of nice that uh i'm not feeling like that and i'm like excited about getting this um bonus content out for y'all so um the patreon event was super cool and the thing i loved hold on a second there, I turned my monitor up so I wouldn't be screaming. I feel like I was screaming at the top of my lungs. The thing that I walked away with that I think was so cool was the idea of um, Patreon as a membership thing and not support. I mean, obviously it's support and and you people who are listening to this especially know that you're, ma- you're making an exchange to, to help me create more work. Um, but yeah, I really want to work harder on... Um, supplying like giving something back um and i guess i'm doing that by creating the book and the album and um doing these bonus podcasts every week uh but yeah i feel like i want to keep more of an exchange happening there but it was a really great event and the staff the people that work for patreon you could tell that they're super passionate about this idea of creating a way for creators like me to be able to one day have their work be a full-time job um this super magical, exciting thing. Yeah. Uh, there was another thing I was going to check in about. I think that's it. I was, I was going to talk about my three pounds I lost. Um, and my exercise and my food has been so great. I feel really good, but let's go to the bonus content. Shall we? (laughs) This has been the weirdest intro ever. Let me know if you're listening to this. I, I have no way of knowing on Patreon who downloads this or who listens at all. There's no uh, stats for that. So if you're listening to it and you like it, um, let me know. I I sort of like doing it whether or not anyone's listening (laughs) because I feel like there's going to come a time when all of this content, people will want to have it and want to listen to it and and it'll be like this backlog of this is like some manifesting shit happening right now. A manifest, there's going to be a time when my work really takes off and people are going to join this Patreon and be like, whoa, look at all these bonus podcast episodes. We thought we got, we heard everything from Carrie Hawks and now there's more. Carrie is great. Um, I hope you enjoy hearing from them and uh, let's go to the interview. (laughs) Sorry, this is so weird. Hello, patrons. Carrie Hawks is joining us right now and this is the bonus episode that goes with episode 254 of the podcast. Welcome again, Carrie. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, Yay. So I want to talk to you a little bit about um, your travel with the film, because if I understand right, this is your first film that you've traveled with. Did, Did I get that right? Uh, kind of, yes. I went to Philly with um, Negro Hair Petting Zoo, but um, this is definitely the most extensive travel and the only international travel I've done for a film. Yeah, so what is that, like, as a as an artist, like, this, I feel like this is a really broad question, but what's that like? Like, how, what what kind of experience are you having about that? Um, it's been incredible. Also, um, 
because I like you make a film and then you know you screen it for some people, but every audience is different. And even I screened in Stockholm last week, and I had two two screenings, two different days, but the two different audiences had much different vocal response. So when I go to a screening, I like I've seen the film so many times I have it memorized, but I'm really interested in how people respond and the questions that they ask. Um, so that's been amazing. Also amazing to meet other filmmakers and artists from other places in the, in the world. Um, it's been great. Some of the things in the film uh, that uh, strike me as sort of like American-centric sort of ideas, is it something, and I guess first part of that question is, am I right about that? <laughs> and second part, like, does it translate well to other countries and cultures? Um, yes, it is. I mean, my, my experience has been that I've for the majority of my life, minus like a year and a half, I've been in the United States of America. So I concentrate on that and my family's history here. Um, and I think our certain brand of racism and segregation that is in the U.S. So I think um, it, it is an American-centric film. Someone actually just uh, asked me if I would make a film like this, but for other countries, because um, he said in Australia, instead of calling people half or mixed, they call them double, which I thought was great because it's... It, it's implying a richness of your heritage versus like you only have a portion. Um, That's interesting. And then, yeah, it was fascinating <laughs> actually. And then um, another big surprise is I, I'm not that familiar with, um, and well in South Africa, the, the, there was apartheid and then they designated people black colored or white. Um, but I didn't realize that colored had its own language and they lived in their own communities and so I've talked to a couple uh, colored filmmakers um, from Cape Town in particular, and she, they were telling me a lot of the issues that I bring up, they also have there in Cape Town. And I, I had no idea that it would be, that it would resonate with that group in that way. And so I'm curious to find out more and hopefully screen it there. Making the film, like, did it have, um, I, I, I guess I'm trying to relate it to my type of work, that, like, there are certain, like, autobiographical, like, pieces like this. Did it move you somewhere else? Did it, like, how did you grow emotionally or, or in, in, um, in your own experience of yourself after having made this film, or did you? I, yeah, I definitely did. I think I started out this film extremely insecure about my racial identity, and now I am much more secure. I wouldn't say, like, it's a you know impenetrable steel, but I feel I've accepted myself more. I love myself more. I'm less worried about others' opinions. I think some of that also has to come with age. Um, and then also surprising in, the, in making the film, I had a lot of conversations with my family that I had literally never had before. And so this was a great vehicle and excuse to sit down and talk about race and identity with my family. Because I don't know if what everyone's family is like, but we don't tend to discuss very important topics sometimes, especially emotionally sensitive topics. So it was a great way to do that and to get to know my family as people, not just as parents and siblings. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting. Yeah, that's so. Uh, I just <laughs> I love making these comments. I just love art. Isn't art just great? <laughs> Art's fantastic. <laughs> but creating it and sharing it, it's just like this totally different world. And I don't know. I. I, I'm in my late 40s, like late 40s, I'm 48. And um, it took me a long time to sort of find the, um, uh, uh, I'm having a hard time with words today, to find the, <laughs> what's the word, confidence, to just start yes. creating my own work. And um, and so I like part of me is just like, what? 
why did I wait so long to start doing this sort of thing? Yeah, uh, so yeah. I'm super amped about, about like sort of digging into this world and getting to talk to people from the perspective of someone who is now creating work too. Um, I think that's all I've got. Is there anything you want to throw out like that we didn't get to talk about in the podcast? Another great thing about the response has been from kids, like from people younger than 20 or something. I had two nine-year-old girls just tell me they thought it was really great. So, you know, I I made it, I guess, primarily for people like, you know, puberty, middle school, high school age, when you're, you're really just in that trying to figure yourself out. And so I'm also most nervous around them because they have less filter. And if they're not into something, they're just not into it. They're not going to pretend to be polite. Oh, yeah. Um, so so I, I've screened it at... I've, I've talked with some high schoolers and then younger than high schoolers about it. So that's also been really exciting. Oh, that that's, I didn't even think about this in terms of like, I just saw it as a film for adults, but it would be amazing to show to, to kids and high schoolers. Yeah. Yeah. High schoolers, especially. Yeah. That that's yeah. And again, for everyone who's listening, the website is black enough and that's E N U F.com. Uh, thank you for joining me, Carrie. All right, thanks.